Rain pours heavy on the worn gravel path winding through the Connecticut woods as thunder growls low in the distance. The Victorian mansion tucked away in the heart of this forest is a lone refuge from the storm. Originally built for one of New England's first wealthy families, it has hosted generations worth of upper crust soirees, a private place for old money to come out and play. <laughs> Tonight is another for the list. The long windows on the front of the estate frame a warm, joyful scene inside. Six guests are gathered in the dining room, each in recognizable evening wear. Colonel Mustard and Professor Plum <laughs> chat heartily okay, by the okay, fire. What the frick? <laughs> what? what? <laughs> this is completely original storytelling. Keep going. Right. Keep going. Don't, don't interrupt me, please. <laughs> the Colonel is a distinguished older gentleman. He puffs excitedly at his pipe, caught up in a war story. Professor Plum nods politely. He's a tall, svelte man of no more than 30, but already among the top minds at Cambridge. In the corner is Miss Scarlet. Her custom red dress and striking lipstick are a sharp contrast from her dark hair. Her eyes are cool and still, and she wears no jewelry. She's approached by Mr. Green. He's a short, beady-eyed man. The others do not know him, and it is unclear why their host invited him to the party. He opens a monogram cigarette case, pure silver, offered one to Miss Scarlet. She shakes her head no. Mrs. Peacock and Mrs. White stand by the window watching the rain cascade on the stone gargoyles at the end of the driveway. Both are classically pretty women. Mrs. Peacock sips absentmindedly at her martini as if she was thinking of something else. Well, what did you bring for a gift? Asked Mrs. White in a hushed tone. I never know what to do for birthdays. Mrs. Peacock finishes her drink and gestures for a dutiful butler to bring her another. Oh... I got him night vision goggles. <laughs> what, what about you? Oh dear, what do you get for the man who has everything? I got him a steel folding chair. <laughs> Suddenly the evening's revelries are cut short by a clap of thunder. The storm is right on top of the mansion. Crack! A bolt of lightning flash through the dining room, killing the lights. Guests fumble around in the dark when a horrific shout of agony startles them again. Half a moment later, power is restored, revealing a grisly sight. Colonel Mustard is dead. <gasps> Mrs. White turns away in horror. Mr. Green stares intently. The Colonel's body has been smashed to a pulp. His head <laughs> looks as though it was beaten in with two giant hammers. <laughs> Murder, cries Professor Plum. He resolutely walks to the front door, locking it shut. There is clearly no way this man died of natural causes, the professor <laughs> begins. And with the lights out only for a moment, that means the killer must be in this room. The guest's eyes dart around the room, looking for any signs of guilt. Suddenly, crack! Another flash of lightning and the lights go out again. Mrs. White screams as a heart-wrenching thud resounds in the room's high ceilings. Power is restored a moment later and the guests see another body. This time, what is left? of Mrs. White. Dear oh, God. <laughs> the same crushing impact clearly used on this victim as well. Mrs. Peacock faints, collapsing to the floor. Professor Plum whispers a prayer. He gathers himself. Now see here, he declares. There's a killer among us, and we're going to find out who. He turns his attention to the bloodied carpet and looks across. Mr. Green, was it? 
I don't recall meeting you before. You turn up to what was supposed to be a happy occasion, and death follows. Mr. Green is taken aback, but responds quietly. I was too far away. I could never have got to them so quickly. Besides, why would I kill two strangers? But Miss Scarlet, she has been awful quiet. Well, Miss Scarlet, inquires Professor Plum. I hate to inquire after a lady of your strong reputation, but what do you have to say for yourself? The room is quiet for a moment. Finally, she speaks. <laughs> what? <laughs> Miss, what? Miss, you, you idiot. Miss, Miss Scarlet, Miss, Miss Scarlet is a 300 pound silverback gorilla. The wind, the wind howls outside. Suddenly, the host of the party bursts in. It is UFC and WWE. <laughs> World Heavyweight Champion Brock Lesnar. Of course it is. He's wearing red UFC trunks and a burgundy dinner jacket with no sleeves and no shirt underneath. In his left hand, he cradles a bottle of 1932 Chardonnay. It is his favorite year. What is going on here? He exclaims. I went down to the wine cellar for a moment, and I come back to this. Crack! The power cuts out again. But as the commotion starts, another flash of lightning again illuminates the dining room. In that moment, Brock Lesnar sees all he needs to see. His eyes lock with Miss Scarlet. Her massive hands around Professor Plum's neck. She drops him when she knows she is caught. The lights come back on as the professor crawls on the floor, gasping for breath. Well, well, says Brock Lesnar, setting the wine down gently. Monkey see, <laughs> monkey die. <laughs> oh, man. That is a work of art. Oh, my God. Oh, I want that engraved on my tombstone. <laughs> I stayed up. You have a 20 foot tall tombstone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Worth it. The chiseler just dies and just falls it, into the casket with Yeah, his son has to take it up. <laughs> uh, I'd say that was time well spent. <laughs> how, long did you, how long did you write that? More than an hour. It was more than an hour last night. <laughs> One of my favorite things recently is when you texted us that you were writing a story at the library. <laughs> oh, no, this the is librarian the looked at you. I, I couldn't bring myself to write this one at the library. I when it's my turn to do the cold open, I go to the library because it's a private little space, but it's it's a small town, and it's really just me and that librarian in there, and if she makes small talk at all, it's going to come up what I'm doing. <laughs> and I'm, like, I would sooner like tell her I was writing poetry about my love for like terrorism or something, <laughs> so I confessed to being a part of this. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back in the Broctagon. The number one show that you're too scared to recommend to your friends. Thanks for joining us. I'm Sean. That's Cam. That's Aaron. Hey, guys. Feeling good, boys? Uh, uh. I'm so excited. If this is your first time in the Broctagon, this is how it works. The show answers infinite variations of the same question. Who would win in a fight between UFC and WWE World Heavyweight Champion and General Freak of Nature Brock Lesnar or the opponent of you, the audience's choosing? 
Uh, I'm, I'm excited. We've got a great question. Let me get into this. Thank you for reaching out on social media to this listener. Uh, dear Brocktagon team, it's time for Brock Lesnar to go head-to-head with the best. How many times out of 10 could Brock Lesnar kill a 300-pound silverback gorilla? The fight is in a large house in the middle of the night. The moon is the smallest it can be in the sky, and it is very cloudy. Okay. Uh, Brock, <laughs> I guess very dark, but not impossible to see. Brock gets a metal folding chair and night vision goggles. The gorilla is just a gorilla. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is We got a caveat. I like what that girl said in the Panther episode, so I'll say it too. If Brock can do his signature wrestling move on the gorilla, <laughs> it counts as a win. I don't know about that, pal. Love yeah. the show. It takes the edge off my board to commute. Sincerely, Mark and Dallas. P.S. Good luck to whoever has to write the opening to this one. I don't know how you're going to make this make sense. Mark, you don't know who you're dealing with. <laughs> I can't believe Jerry Jones uses the, the pseudonym Mark. <laughs> <laughs> It could be Cuban. We don't know. Oh, I didn't even think about it. I'm so stupid. We don't know. <laughs> Welcome to Brock Tank. I think this is the kind of thing that you would listen to if you had way too much money. Like, yeah, absolutely. If life had lost all meaning, you're like, oh, I wonder if Brock could kill a gorilla in the middle of the night. Yeah. There comes a point when, like, yeah, the, the investing in, like, money management podcasts don't help you because you have enough. <laughs> yeah, you already yeah. won. Game over. What we have can't be bought. <laughs> it can, actually. <laughs> Bill Simmons. The offer is $200. <laughs> By next week, it will go up to $1,200,000. So you better strike now, pal. No matter no matter what, we're going to split it evenly three ways. I would sell this podcast for like a really good lunch. <laughs> you know? Listen, if, you, if you're overhearing this, if you're a significant other or close friend in life, you want them to stop listening to this podcast, Reach out. We will give you our address. Send a pizza to each of our homes. We will never do another episode. <laughs> that's all. I swear that's to you, this takes. could all stop. This could all stop. The madness will end for Hawaiian and pepperoni. <laughs> we have simple demands. You know, I'd settle for a season two DVD box set of The West Wing. <laughs> <laughs> that's my price. <laughs> there could be a couple scratches on the DVDs. As long as it works. As long as there's no skips. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care if it comes in a brown grocery bag. <laughs> the, the DVD's loose, shaking around. Guys, do we hate this podcast? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Is it time to move on? I, I think we're just looking for any side. Like, you get an AOL install disc in the mail, and you're like, guys, it's time to call it quits. <laughs> That's it. That's enough. <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw. Uh, it's going to rain next week, so I don't think Better God could be any off. more clear yeah. than that. Yeah, we gotta... <laughs> the gods are angry. All right, let's get to business. The human versus gorilla fights, I feel like, get discussed a lot, and it's almost impossible for the human to ever win. So if yeah. there was ever a chance, I feel like this is it. This is humanity's best shot to beat up a gorilla. <laughs> for sure, yeah. No one else comes close. I think the darkness factor is very, very, very important. Yeah. Very important, because I don't think gorillas have great eyesight. Do we know anything about this? <laughs> no. I'm going to Google. Hold on. Sean, while, you're t- while you're Googling, I'm not going to lie. This is... Katie can, Katie can verify this. My next question I have lined up is Brock in the jungle versus three chimpanzees, and the chimpanzees get night vision goggles. <laughs> How is it possible that we came to the same great question? Great minds, man. 
just two geniuses separated by the miles. I, I, even, I even told her the same detail of like, it's a new moon, so it's really dark out. <laughs> oh my gosh. Are we blood brothers? We're Brock brothers, man. We're Brock brothers. Okay, can the gorillas see in the dark? Ooh, first result is three animals that can't see in the dark, so it doesn't look good. First result is an FBI uh, warning saying, why are you Googling this? <laughs> Coco, the call is coming from inside the exhibit. <laughs> Flea can't save you now. Anyone get that reference, though? Uh, no? Okay. That went over my head. Yeah, sorry. Flea for the Red Hot Chili Peppers talked with Coco one time. Oh, so did Mr. Rogers. Have you seen that? What? It's the sweetest thing. It's so cool. What did Coco say? Coco watched Mr. Rogers all the time. Uh, oh. And, and so, like, when Mr. Rogers came, Coco put Mr. Rogers in its lap and just kind of, like, played with them. It was really sweet. What? Oh Wait, God. they put... Hold on. They put Mr. Rogers in there with the gorilla? Yeah. There wasn't, like, that's a bulletproof insane. enclosure? <laughs> that's <laughs> insane. Mrs. Rogers just had, like, a sniper rifle 300 yards away, just ready to go. If he goes for take the, the eyes... Take the shot, Nancy. Take, take the shot, Nancy. <laughs> Crap. Why did I sign it? <laughs> now she knows. <laughs> Wait a minute. So I promise did, did they real. talk? Uh, I believe you. It, it, it basically oh, said, like, love. Man. I watched what? It's in, there, there's a documentary about it. Won't you be my neighbors? It, it's like a Mr. Rogers documentary, but they show him. It's specifically about no, 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 it's him not ninety. Gorilla? Okay, <laughs> it's just ninety minutes <laughs> yeah, of like yeah. tense music behind it. They just have that shot of like the gorilla walking up to the chair and putting a mic on. You ready, Coco? <laughs> <laughs> Sits down in the interview chair. But, so this one's tough, just because like the obstacle is so great. Gorilla is like. Gorillas are stronger than any human. That's just kind of the rules. Yeah. Uh, they're just one yes. big muscle. Have you ever seen those like internet videos where kids will be like beating their chest at the glass at the at the zoo exhibit and the gorillas will run up and bang on the glass real hard? Those are terrifying Yo. every time. Uh, it, I know the gorilla is not getting through, it, but it still scares me. It's just me. a video and I, I crap my pants. Well, here's here's the important thing to remember. I think physically we all agree and anyone with a brain agrees. Well, if you're listening to this show, I don't know, <laughs> but you probably agree that Brock is like very physically outmatched, right. but the circumstances yes. are extremely pro Brock. A gorilla is not usually out in the dark. It's blind. A, a giant Victorian mansion yeah. is completely outside of what it would get in nature. And Brock can see fine. And he has the advantage of a weapon. Yes. That being said. what What's his weapon? I, should, I don't remember. He gets the metal folding chair. Oh, that's right. For some reason, you, you mentioned that he had a champagne bottle, and I thought he was just going to like break it on a banister and just start stabbing at him. That actually would have been better. Can he have both? Can, can he have both at his disposal for the question? Yeah. He gets a bottle of champagne and a, and a folding chair. That seems fair. You know it's what? a gorilla. I, I, in, the, in the simulation, Brock just like sets the bottle of champagne down and is like, that's for later. <laughs> <laughs> I like in, in my like picturing of this fight, I really want it to happen on like a, a spiraling staircase. Yeah. Like a really yeah. big, yeah, like foyer. Uh-huh. And there's like a grandfather clock at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You imagine uh, Brock like running up it while the gorilla is like leaping. Climbing up and like, around the sides, yeah. Yeah, like like grasping onto like candlesticks and like, you know, swinging its way up and everything. Exactly. Or like Brock's at the top. He calls down to the gorilla. It starts jumping up the sides of the rails and Brock just 
dive straight down at him. They both yeah. land on the yeah. ground, start the greatest fist fight of all time. <laughs> this feels like very Zack Snyder right now. There's like a flash of lightning that illuminates his path on the way down. <laughs> He's somehow already bleeding. I think Brock has a hard time because I'm not convinced. Well, no, man, if you got one in the head, if you hit a gorilla in the head with a folding chair really hard, I know their skulls are bigger and thicker than ours, but it's already at such a disadvantage. Man, I, I feel like he could do this. I think he could do this. Mm. No, it's it's not impossible. We all agree it's not zero out of ten. Sure. No one thinks sure. it's zero? I, Cameron, you do not sound convinced. I don't think it's zero, but I don't, I'm not, the odds is are not. Is it three? What? Is it, is it more than three? I don't think so. Cameron, I think you're, you don't think it's more than three. I think no. you're the most skeptical here. Why don't you just lay a claim, put a number on it? I'll give Brock three out of ten. All it takes is one good hit from that gorilla, and Brock is done. You know what? And if he gets the night vision goggles knocked off or damaged, he's in trouble. Yeah, and you know what? If it's a Victorian mansion, Brock's going to be like creaking a lot of floorboards and yeah. stuff. So I don't think he can like perfectly sneak up on. No, him. no, no, no. Let's see. Why can't you look a gorilla in the eye? That's it's a bad idea. Can you stare down a gorilla? Can <laughs> owl see in the dark? Can owls see in the dark? No, it says can owl. There's no S. <laughs> you know, I'm beginning to wonder if allfamousfacts.com is a reputable source. <laughs> Which animal has the highest eye megapixel? I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> How hard can a gorilla punch? Okay, this is relevant. <laughs> yeah. It is believed that a gorilla punch is strong enough to shatter your skull with one slam of its arm. Yeah. What did I so say? Between That's 1,300 to 2,700 pounds of force. Gorillas, on average, have a muscle mass density around four times that of the yeah. most heavily muscled, powerful God. human you know. I think Brock is going to have to, like, drop a piano on this gorilla to kill it or something like that. Also, the gorilla puts a helmet on. I'm just thinking. <laughs> nice try. I'm just thinking the gorilla is going to snatch the chair at one point. I didn't think about that. Yeah, he has hands. If the gorilla gets the chair, oh my god, <laughs> everyone in that Connecticut town is dead. <laughs> Why did I just get a FEMA text on my phone? <laughs> Everybody's phone starts making that. Ee, ee Why are the air raid sirens going off? Silverback alert. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the townspeople go, not again. <laughs> it just says gorilla chair run. <laughs> like, I don't think all of Hartford, Connecticut could, could stop a gorilla with a folding chair. <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do? Even throw books at it? <laughs> <laughs> I'll get him with my heavy tomes of Emerson. <laughs> Cam, is your stereotype of Connecticut that everyone is extremely intelligent? Or bookish. I don't know. Yeah, like Yale, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know that's wildly inaccurate, but sorry. No, no, no. It's correct. <laughs> everyone up here is a genius. <laughs> Die, gorilla. You shall be defeated. Vanquished. Set apart. Destroyed. I'm throwing thesauruses. I know that we made the gorilla stronger by giving him the chair, but what if by throwing all the books at him, we give him wisdom? <laughs> <laughs> he just reads so much he like starts talking everyone out of it gorilla realize the real enemy is gorilla inside of himself <laughs> all right cam break this down for me you said brock wins three out of ten how does it go does he just walk up and wail on the gorilla and hope to get lucky is he sneaking does he have to like knock a huge piece of furniture onto it like what does he have to do here to win 
it's an old timey Victorian mansion. I'm assuming there's like a plethora of giant chandeliers. If yeah. Brock, oh, classic. If Brock could like, yeah, for sure, position the gorilla and drop one of those on him. <laughs> there's I just think. a trail of bananas on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, Brock gets unlimited chandeliers and a big pile of bananas. How many times? <laughs> Guys, I I want to lock in my answer. I think Brock gives the most valiant four out of ten attempt of all time. I th- wow. like. Wow. I don't know that anyone could do better than four out of ten than Brock in the folding chair. Like, obviously, like there's other there's other ways to do it, but four out of ten is is his limit. I think that there is one scenario in the middle where where both opponents vanquish each other, but since Brock doesn't win, that it doesn't, it doesn't count a minute, as a Brock a minute, win. A yeah. What specific scenario has to happen for Brock and the gorilla to die at the same time? I don't know. Like a duel? Yeah. Do they both get pistols? <laughs> no, I, th- I, I, think, I think Brock stabs the gorilla with the champagne bottle and he bleeds out, but the gorilla gets enough on Brock to just take him down. Uh-huh. But, but, oh, I see what you but, mean. But the, it's, it's like a Romeo and Juliet situation where they yeah. both kind of like... Yeah. And then the Lesners and like that pack of gorillas arrive and like, they end their, <laughs> they end their blood feud. <laughs> Verily, let us end this feud between our houses. <laughs> I the gorillas have, were the ones talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the gorillas were the ones speaking. <laughs> what say you, Lord Lesnar? very well i agree to your terms we have drawn up a treaty i'm just imagining a bunch of gorillas in like medieval like shakespearean do your beat your chest at me sir i do beat my chest but not at you sir It's the Capulets and the Monta. Just sit right there. I had to pick it up. <laughs> hey, good call. Sean, we never heard your answer. It sounds like you think he does better than three and four. You're not going to like this. Oh, no. <laughs> Nine oh, times no! out of ten. You no. are insane. No, you've insane. lost your mind. Listen you've to me. lost your mind. Listen to me. Listen oh to me. My God. Certifiable shot. Oh, let me let me let me <laughs> guess. Me. Let me guess. No, no, no. I'm not even gonna say it. I'm not even gonna say it. Go ahead. Give your defense. Were you joking? There- no, listen to me. You guys. <laughs> you're, you're no, not- you weren't joking. No, listen. Listen to me. Listen to me. No, there's there's a lot you haven't considered. Uh, Namely, Brock Lesnar broke the Dad, Undertaker's God, undefeated streak. <laughs> that's never happened in the wild. A gorilla has never seen anything like that before. No, listen, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. I am joking. I am joking. I don't. Brock could not do it nine times out of ten. For real, for real. I am taking Brock board with you guys. I give him five. Wow. I say this is the 50, rare 50-50 split. Jeez. And that's about the highest compliment you can give to another human being 
is that they would kill a gorilla half the time <laughs> in any scenario. Yeah. Half the time is like the highest thing you could say. And, and listen, the only reason he gets the 50-50, it has less to do with me overrating Brock and more to do with how absurdly in favor of Brock the circumstances are. Yeah. I know gorillas are smart, but just dropped into a Victorian mansion <laughs> wearing a red evening gown. That's, that's <laughs> my favorite detail that we haven't brought up. Oh, yeah. It's just informal evening wear. <laughs> its movement is restricted <laughs> until it rips through the evening gown. You ever seen a gorilla move in stilettos? They don't do that in the wild. <laughs> we never factored in uh, if Brock F5'd the gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. Could Brock F5 a 300-pound gorilla? Yes. It would just have to be, like, tranquilized. <laughs> yeah. I don't, th- I don't think in this situation... Well... Oh. Uh, no, listen no. to me. Listen Are to me. Are you going 6 listen out of 10? I'm going 6 you out of 10. <laughs> I'm going 6 out of 10. No, listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. I forgot about the F5. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> No, listen to me. I'm going 7 out of 10. Hear me out. You know what? No, no, just shut up. Brock's good for 8 here. Brock's good for 8 here. You know what? I'm going 11 out of 10. (laughs) We don't talk about that. Do you know how powerful the F5 is? 11 out of 10 is blasphemy. No, no, no. Yeah, you're you're out of your mind. (laughs) Here's the thing. If Brock can hit the gorilla enough times to just incapacitate it, I think he could F5 it. That that could be a finisher. like get yes. a couple chair yeah. hits in and then and then boom them. Like that Brock is that Brock. That gorilla is completely concussed. That being said, if the gorilla is completely concussed, I don't know why he wouldn't just keep beating on it with the chair and <laughs> kill it that way. Yeah, I, I can't deny him the points for style. I'll take it six. All right, that is another episode of the Brocktagon. Thanks so much for joining us. Be sure to join us right back here next week. We are joined by Herbert Nietzsche. He holds the world record for deepest oceanic free dive of all time. He's going to be on the show next week. He's promoting his new book. (laughs) We'll see you next time.